to inspire people. Don't show them your superpowers. Show them theirs. This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome to the Flavor of Leadership podcast. Excited to have you back here again today. I sure appreciate all of those who have shared the podcast with with your friends. It, It really does help so much. Another thing that helps so much is reviews on Apple Podcasts. They really do help new people find the show every day. So thank you to all of those who have recently left reviews. Those of you that are enjoying the show but haven't left a review yet, please head on over and and leave a review for the show. Thank you so much. As we get started today, I just wanted to share a little quote, a little quote that's been floating around social media, Instagram, Facebook again lately. And it's this one. It's this, it says, to inspire people, don't show them your superpowers, show them theirs. And that's from Alexander Den Heyer. I probably slaughtered the name, but he is a Dutch inspirational speaker. And I love that, you know, if you're going to inspire people, don't show them your superpowers, everything you can do, amazing, but help them see their super superpowers, right? And it instantly made me go to a book by Liz Wiseman, right? We've talked about her in the past about her book is called Multipliers, How the Best Leaders Make Everyone Smarter. And so in my mind, I think, okay, how am I being a multiplier to those around me, right? Am I trying to show everyone around me, everyone that I lead, my ama- how amazing I am, or am I helping them see how amazing they are? right? And what their superpowers truly are. So Liz Meisman, she talks about multipliers, but there is a multiplier. And then the opposite of a multiplier is a diminisher. And so a multiplier is a leader that helps to multiply the abilities of everyone around them, while the diminisher diminishes and suppresses the abilities of the people around them. So people are actually dumber in the presence of a diminisher. You know, people get less work out of a diminisher because they actually become dumber. It's crazy, isn't it? And, but a multiplier is just the opposite, right? She says that multipliers have a rich view of the intelligence of the people around them. And she says that these leaders are genius makers and bring out the intelligence and others. I love that. I'd much rather be known as a genius maker than as someone who actually makes people less intelligent, right? So how do we become a multiplier, a genius maker? How do we bring out the best in other people, which is really their superpower, right? How do we bring out their superpower and the intelligence and all the wonderful things that they have to offer to the organization or to whatever you're a part of? So let's go a little deeper. Author and organizational psychology expert, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, speaks often about the idea of future self, right? So we're talking about wanting to become a multiplier, right? Someone who helps people to be able to get the very best out of them. 
that's the kind of leader we want to become. But if we want to become this kind of leader, uh, and we're not one now, right? Because we're all trying to be a little bit better every single day and get to this place, right? We need to see our future self. What do we want to become? What kind of leader do we see ourselves as, right? So Dr. Benjamin Hardy talks about this as our future self. What do we imagine ourselves to be? You know, I, I love his books and his YouTube videos and articles. And, and in one of his articles uh, that was featured in the Harvard Business Review, he, in 2020, he said this, it, well, it was, it was entitled, Take Ownership of Your Future Self. I'm actually leaving a, a link to it in the show notes. So what he talks about is he says, you need to look at yourself at your current state, right? And determine what you want to be like in the future. And so he shares this, which is a piece of, of a TED talk given by Dr. Daniel Gilbert on the psychology of your future self. He explains this. He explains that there's a bias that almost all of us have, right? We tend to think that the person we are today is the person we will always be. Your personality, skills, likes, and dislikes change over time. So whether you're intentional about that change or not, that's what's going to happen, right? We think that we're going to be the same person we are right now. That, that, I mean, that's what we do, right? We think, oh, we're, we're about who we are. I'll improve and change over time, but I am who I am. But the reality is that's not the truth. We do change. Things change over time, whether we're intentional about it or not. So Dr. Hardy goes on to share three steps to help us go through this process. Step one, distinguish your former, current, and future selves. We often give ourselves labels, which leave us in a place where we'll stop looking or even seeing alternatives to the label that's been given to us. And, you know, this actually reminds me of, of a mother and a daughter I once saw, right? So I was, I, I, I can't remember exactly where I was, but I do remember it vividly. I remember there was this mother and she was introducing her daughter to someone else. And it was funny, the daughter was just standing next to the mother. She looked nice and nice enough and, and looked normal, right? And immediately, I remember when this mother was introducing the daughter, she immediately started saying things like, oh, she is very quiet. She doesn't like to talk and she doesn't like sports and she doesn't like, and just, oh, but she loves this, et cetera, et cetera, right? Keep going on. And it was, it was really sad to see this mother slap all these labels on on her daughter. It really left no room for her to be different or to be who, who perhaps she might want to be or want to become. So that was the first step, right? The second step, imagine your desired future self. So this actually takes a lot of work because you begin to consider all of the options for who you want to become. And, and the funny thing is that most of us just allow ourselves to change over time without much deliberate thought on who we want to be, right? We just, we just kind of let things happen. We don't take the time to imagine our desired future self. Who do we want to be? So we have the choice to decide what we want to do. Step three says this, change your identity narrative. 
right? Change your identity narrative. He said this, Dr. Hardy said this, identity is far more powerful than personality. Identity drives behaviors, which over time become personality. Your personality, the sum of your consistent attitudes and behaviors is merely a byproduct of identity. Your identity narrative is the story you tell about yourself, past, present, and future. So back in 2020, in episode number six, the episode was called The Power of Storytelling, if you want to check it out. We talked about the internal stories that we tell ourselves. And, you know, really, we talked about what the narrative is in your head. So what is the thing that's going along and around in your head? What's the story you're telling yourself about you, about who you want to become in any given part of your life? So what does the narrative in your head tell you about who you are and who you have potential to become? Are we giving ourselves the opportunity to get clear and intentional on who we are and who we want to become? Are we looking forward and saying, this is who I want to be. I can vision it. I can almost taste it, right? I can see it. I can feel it. Who I want to be. And then are we taking the necessary actions to become that person, that leader, right? So that's for us, right? That's for us. So that's our future self. Who do we want to become? Do we want to become one of these leaders that's a multiplier and gets the best out of people? If so, we need to be intentional about becoming that person. But we started the episode out talking about how to help our employees see their superpower, right? How do we help them become who is inside of them, right? How do we help them become this wonderful, amazing person in all of the ways that they are naturally gifted? We have to first get intentional on ourselves and become the kind of leader, the multiplier that will help this to happen. But then we have to go and look at our own employees, right? We have to look at our own children as well and say, how can we help them do the same? Imagine a future self for themselves based on their own superpowers, their own natural gifts and abilities and help them leverage those gifts and abilities. So our employees and our children, they really are doing the same thing as us. They're doing their best to get along, but often just accepting who they become over time without without being in, intentional because they too are unsure of themselves. So how are you helping your people to see the future self they have within them? What are their superpowers? What is their potential? And do they believe that it's possible to attain that future self. You might be able to see it. I know I've seen that for employees in the past when I have seen it and I see you're, they're amazing. It's right there in their grasp, but they haven't reached out to go and get it. They're so amazing in so many ways, but they just need to, to reach out and have a little more intentionality about becoming that person. So how do we help them see it? Really the the only way that you can effectively help them as your as their leader is in one-on-one interactions, right? You've heard me talk about this quite a bit. Magic happens in one-on-one meetings 
one-on-one -on -one interactions. So how are you helping each person on your team discover their own superpowers? When you're meeting one-on-one -on -one with them, what are you doing? How are you helping them? How are you being intentional in helping them reach their next level of performance? What are the things you're talking about? And also, you as their leader, just because someone is really good at something does not mean that's their superpower or that that thing fulfills and drives them. They might be really good at something else you need, but you haven't seen it yet. Or you've seen glimpses of it, but they haven't had the chance to do it because they're in a wrong seat. I've made this mistake before in the past where I have pushed great employees into roles or responsibilities where they are were not being utilized at their highest and best use. And I could have used them in a different way, but I, but I didn't. They would have been better in a different seat, but it was too much hassle, right? Too much trouble. And, and so really they couldn't offer as much to the team as they could have otherwise. Instead, you know, sometimes we do what's more convenient instead of what's the best fit. Now, granted, we may have to put someone in a role like this temporarily to fill a short-term need. You have someone amazing and you need them to help fulfill a short-term gap and then later you're going to move them out. But sometimes you end up leaving them there and they're not able to be in the right seat, right? Because what we're talking about here is a right person that may end up in a wrong seat. And we don't want that. We want them, the right people, in the right seats on our team, just like Jim Collins says. So this is call a constant balancing, right, within our organization. Jim Collins also said, first two, then what? You know, we need to get the right people in the right seats with the right support from their leader. That's an important part. That is critical. They need the right support from you, their leader. And this support happens one on one. Now, one thing I want to make sure and, and insert here, if you haven't yet downloaded my one-on-one -on -one transformation tool, this is the time to do it. I created a tool that really goes through and helps you reflect and make sure you're asking the right questions about your one-on-one -on -one meetings that you're having with your people. Are you asking them the right questions? Are you holding them accountable to the right things? Are you taking the time to measure how effective and impactful your current one-on-one -on -one meetings are? And if you're not, you're missing out. So this guide will help give you some ideas. It also will help give you a template, very template agenda that I've used in the past, something you can change and use for yourself. It'll give you a good start. If, or just give you another example to compare against the one that you use. It's a free download, completely free to you. So go ahead, use the link in the show notes to, to download this one-on-one -on -one transformation template. Or you can go ahead and just go to clinthoops.com to download it. So use the show note link or go ahead, go to clinthoops.com and, and you can find that there. And we'll go ahead and send that right to you. No, no problem. And it'll begin to help you with your one-on-ones. Let's go to the next part of life. So we were just talking about employees. And we know that helping them one-on-one -on -one is going to help us discover, okay, what they do best. 
help set expectations clearly, help do all these things so that we can make sure and have them in the right seat, contributing in the right way to the team, right? Which will help them be more fulfilled as well and help you as a leader to connect with them. And the, every time I talk about one-on-ones and employees, my mind instantly goes to my own home. And how am I leading at home? Because guess what? With my children, the exact same way that these things are true for our teams is also true for your children. We need to help them discover what they are good at and help decide who they want to be. And the way we can do this is by spending time with them. So this is part of being a great leader and a great parent. Parenting is where leadership and unconditional love meet. And it can be powerful. We need to be able to be that great leader at work, but also be that great leader at home. Take the time to meet with our kids one-on-one. Find out what's important to them. Truly help discover what they're good at. Help give them experiences to discover that for themselves. And help them be the person they want to be. Please take the time to download the one-on-one transformation guide. And also take the time to think about how you will implement this with your team. All right. So... If you're listening to all of this right now and you're thinking, I want to do this. I want to be a multiplier. I want to be able to help make the people around me better. I want to be able to help them reach their potential. But I'm not exactly sure how to do it. Or I'm not exactly sure how to get clear on these things so that I can help them or get clear on these things to help myself. Or you just want to make bigger strides than you've been making. And you feel like you could use a little bit more in-depth help and coaching from me. I can't help. I'd love to. I'd love to chat with you. Best way to do that is to go to clinthoops.com, C-L-I-N-T-H-O-O-P-E-S.com, and click on the coaching section on the website there, and it has a place where you can set up a free 30-minute consultation with me. Once again, absolutely free, no pressure. We can chat and see how I can help you get clear on your goals and your leadership and strategies and strategies at work as well as at home. Let's chat. You got this. Can't wait until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflidership.com. Thanks for listening.